Welcome to the Weekly Investment Outlook podcast from Deutsche Bank's International Private Bank, looking at the most important issues for investors in the week ahead. Hello, we're back for another CIO Weekly Investment Outlook. You're with Stuart Hasleman for the second week in a row. I have Dirk Stefan, our Global Investment Strategist. Dirk, how are you doing? Yeah, what a week. I'm still doing okay. How about you? Yeah, I'm okay indeed. What a what a serious uh, serious week on the on the markets in in crypto. There's so much to talk about. I'm really looking forward to today's conversation. But let's start, if if I may, um, with a topic we touched on last week, and that is the fact that you and your colleagues had your chief investment office sort of kind of an outlook day, didn't you? Where you looked at your forecasts, where you've gone right. Interestingly, for for us and and for listeners, where you've gone wrong. Um, but tell us, Dirk, if you could, what were some of the takeaways from from that day? I mean, you can imagine that the debate was um, uh, very intense because uh, it's it's often these days uh, when you have a market turmoil, like like also last week, right, with heavy swings, especially in uh, growth related markets and the Nasdaq and the likes, uh, that uh, the 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 spectrum of opinions is is very broad. So we had uh, very good discussions on almost everything. Uh, I think uh, in the end, uh, the outcome uh, for 12 months horizon was a constructive one. So we see actually total total return, positive total return potential uh, for stocks and also for most bond markets, really. And uh, that's due to the fact that uh, we, we, as we discussed uh, last time, uh, a little bit already, that income has been restored uh, back to fixed income. So I think that's uh, that's helping uh, the market overall and it's also driving our output. So, But I don't want to say that we're really out of the woods here. So we see quite a few short-term risks uh, that still have to be uh, worked off by the markets and they have to be digested uh, for a more sustainable basis. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the stock market losses have been so pronounced that I think uh, over medium-term horizon, one can get a bit more constructive on the markets. That's really interesting, Dirk. How do you how do you build in that that confidence in a market like this? I mean, th- there is so much volatility, and as you said, the markets have really had, and then they've sold off even further over this last week since since we spoke. Um, how do you build back the confidence to look at the twelve-month horizon as you've pointed out and be net positive? I mean, it's, you have to be very disciplined to do that, right? Because uh, you're always under the influence of the current market uh, developments, but you have to try to to not forget about all that, but uh, to be um, very sanguine about the, your views on the on the 12-month horizon, which could be very different to what we see in the markets right now. So that's our, our challenge, almost a daily challenge if, if you um, manage money, right? It's not only about the news we see, and uh, it was mostly bad news over the last uh, few months, as you as you know, uh, but it's also about what the market pricing has done over the last few months. And uh, here we see, for instance, the Nasdaq uh, is down 29% already uh, since uh, the all-time high, and uh, some, some other parts, even riskier parts of, of the markets are down even more. Um, a very topical one these days, also crypt- the crypto space, for instance. So lots of um, market action uh, has happened already. And then we need to marry this, right? We need to see, okay, is this market uh, pricing already enough or not? And um, uh, could we be 
maybe a bit more um, more optimistic on a, on the 12 months horizon than maybe for the next uh, couple of weeks or so. Yeah, I see. So really going back to, to fundamentals, um, you know, one of those asset classes, and you just mentioned it actually, that we very rarely speak about is crypto. I'd love to get your, your view given, you know, this was obviously it's, it's big in the news at, at the moment The the market has sold right off um, across a, a number of different coins. Um, but do you do we have a, a CIO view on on the market at the moment, or your personal take on where it can go from here? I mean, it's uh, it's extremely volatile. That's why we we don't recommend uh, to to be heavily invested in the space uh, as as a retail investor or as a private investor. So that, it's it's just uh, too risky. Uh, from our point of view, and it hasn't really changed, right? So if you look at what happened uh, just over the last couple of weeks or so, depending on on the uh, the crypto, uh, you could see losses that uh, that went up to ninety nine percent, right? So, um, but the whole market is down fifty sixty percent. So we 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 do have uh, um, many problems in the space right now, and we we just think that uh, it's still wise uh, to, to talk a lot about the risks involved um, in the space rather than about the opportunities which ha- had been there obviously um, but uh, we need to be um, be cautious here to some extent what has also been demonstrated quite nicely in the last uh, couple of weeks is that there's a huge positive correlation with uh, risky assets so um, that's um, that also plays into our view on the space that uh, you can't really position it as a diversifier or some gold substitute or anything like that. It's it's just a very speculative investment. But yeah. what we do like um, uh, as a bank is actually the technology involved in that. And we think that uh, this is here to stay and it will be improve further um, over the next uh, few years. So it's always like that. If you have like a huge innovation um, that it takes a few years for the market to digest, uh, um, you know, and try to figure out what the fair value is of this investment actually. Yeah, sure. Well, look, perhaps that's a topic for another podcast at another time. I'd love to go into into detail with you on that one. But let's uh, let's move on and, and back to the markets if we could for a final question for this week's weekly investment outlook podcast. And, and I want to go back to that kind of theme of, of confidence. We're at that point in all global markets, variety of asset classes where the, the markets really come off, hasn't it? Um, and I know that there's there's a thinking within the CIA office now about what is the anatomy of a stock market sell-off? How do investors look at that and position themselves? I'd love to get a couple of thoughts on that um, as we finalize this week's podcast. Yeah, this uh, this anatomy of a stock market sell-off is something uh, we we like to to use um, as as a concept to frame the discussion on the markets, right? And uh, it's 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 usually like that. It follows a typical pattern. So in the beginning of the sell-off, uh, you have a, a fundamental reason, a shock, an exogenous uh, thing, a negative thing that happens. So that was probably. Uh, you know all the shortages we had this um, this huge rebound after the COVID shock, and then uh, the huge increases in in commodity prices, and all of a sudden we had an inflation problem, and then a bit later uh, the central banks turned, and you know we we, <laughs> we had this term um, you know remember the team transitory discussion we had uh, two mo- two or three months back. 
and then now they are all hawkish, right? So everything has changed fundamentally. And then on, on top of that, uh, we, we got the Ukraine crisis and uh, a few catalysts, especially on the commodity shock. So that all was still a fundamental selling game. And then the next stage is typically one where, um, where sentiment is so bad and risk budgets are so limited and uh, implied vaults are too high simply for many uh, risk-managed um, uh, portfolios. So, so that's when people just uh, have to sell because the market was down yesterday. And that, that is just probably the most unfundamental uh, way to invest. But that's typical and rational in a way in this uh, period of the market. And uh, then unfortunately, this also becomes self-fulfilling because you, know, you get more selling and then the next day people need to sell even more and because risk is simply too high and the budget is just not there to take on more risk. And uh, in this um, period of um, the anatomy of the stock market sell-off, you actually need a circuit breaker um, because uh, if you don't get it, uh, just market keeps selling and it becomes self-fulfilling and then also fundamentally because financial market conditions are too bad and uh, companies need to cut back on their investments and so forth. So we need a circuit breaker here that could come from different parts of the market to restore confidence and then, you know, hopefully trade up again in, a, in also self-fulfilling way. Uh, and it could come from the central banks, of course. We had the Greenspan put, we had the Bernanke put, we had the Yellen put, and maybe at some point we might get a Powell put. Uh, it could come... Uh, from China, for instance, if we get um, uh, some some reopenings there, that could be could be uh, something to happen over the next few month, weeks, maybe months, hopefully weeks. Uh, and also, just the final idea here it could come from the bond market itself, where people just see, okay, now actually yields have become interesting again and attractive, so we want to re-enter the market. So some bond. Some bond uh, market stability would clearly be a positive cross read also for the stock market. So that's it in, yeah. I don't know, two minutes, the anatomy <laughs> of a stock uh, was, market sell off. That's good, Dirk. It's good. I, I think I already know the title of this week of this week's podcast. It has to be uh, let's let's look out for the circuit breaker and uh, and see where it comes. But thanks for laying that out. And as usual, to all of our listeners, thanks so much for dialing in. This has been your CIO Weekly Investment Outlook with Dirk Steffen and my name's Stuart Haslam. Look forward to speaking to you next week. Bye, Dirk, and uh, bye-bye for now to our listeners. This podcast may be considered marketing material. The value of an investment can fall as well as rise, and you might not get back the amount you originally invested. The services described in this podcast are provided by Deutsche Bank AG or by its subsidiaries and or affiliates in accordance with appropriate local legislation and regulation. Deutsche Bank AG is subject to comprehensive supervision by the European Central Bank, ECB, by Germany's Federal Financial Supervisory Authority, BaFin, and by Germany's Central Bank, Deutsche Bundesbank. Brokerage services in the United States are offered through Deutsche Bank Securities Incorporated, a broker-dealer and registered investment advisor which conducts investment banking and securities activities in the United States. Deutsche Bank Securities Incorporated is a member of FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. Lending and banking services in the United States are offered through Deutsche Bank Trust Company Americas, member FDIC, and other members of the Deutsche Bank Group. The products, services, information, and or materials referred to within this podcast may not be available for residents of certain jurisdictions. Copyright 2021, Deutsche Bank AG, and or its subsidiaries. All rights reserved.
This podcast may not be used, reproduced, copied or modified without the written consent of Deutsche Bank AG.